a gentleman, a gentleman named Trent Shelton. He's a former NFL player, and he's now created a large, inspiring platform. His third book, Protect Your Peace, is coming out, and he has written a couple other great books. He has millions and millions of followers and influence, and he's just an incredible speaker. Well, one thing he was talking about yesterday, his new book that's coming out called Protect Your Peace, there's three parts of it, protect your energy, protect your mind, and protect your soul. And part of this, when he was talking about, you know, this power of one of the things he was talking about is shifting your perspective and just the reality of like your perspective is either a prison or your perspective is powerful. And the way that we choose to see things. And, and again, like you were just saying, and I love if everyone wants to just put some more of that in the chat box, or if you've just joined us on Facebook, you know, truly what we're feeling grateful for and the power of like, Ooh, the gratitude and the perspective of, Hey, you know, I'm not worried where I'm going to sleep tonight. You know, I have a bed to sleep in and I have clean water and electricity and food and all these great doTERRA products and great community, like Andy was saying, you know, the power of that and making peace with at some level, there's uncertainty for all of us, right? The unknown. And when you're saying, you know, the learning, when we went through that with Max, it was like, gosh, there's just a lot we don't quote control, you know, and that's what happens sometimes is our sense of control really gets reminded of like, actually, because we all think we're in a lot of control, you know, and anyone else have control, <laughs> tendencies we all do right but it's like oh I really like to control things versus yes of course and it's coming home to true principles what is the rock you can build upon what is eternal what is true what's long-lasting and certain principles and values of like I can choose to be this kind of a parent I can choose to be this kind of a human I can choose love and gratitude and you know service and and goodness. And I can choose to build my life upon true values and principles, knowing even then you still will have life stuff because that's part of being a human, but just the power loves of coming home to shifting our perspective. And thank you, Andy, of just, wow, you know, what a wake up call truly, right? Like, Hey, with their other friends of different parts of the world. Um, I saw someone's post about all of this recently where it was like, people are not their governments because I know this conflict in the middle East and with Israel and Palestine, you know, there's, it's comp there's complicated things happening, but the humanity is, I absolutely, it's like you love and support all human and human life. Even if there's certain governments or policies or ways that things are happening that you're like, I'm not involved with that. It's just coming home to our humanness. Right. Yeah. So, yes, I love that. And, and this is a time loves if you're feeling, you know, I don't, there's just been a lot up in the world. Can we just say that? And there's been a lot up in a lot of our individual worlds as well. Anyone experience or participate or see the solar eclipse last weekend, right? Oh, and so. how fun and how cool, but also all the energies, like the previous 30 days loves. I mean, I've been being worked over. Anyone else been in a season where you're like, I'm getting worked yeah. either physically or emotionally. There's just been a lot. And part of that is I am on the cusp of, we are creating and birthing and releasing some new things, which I'm excited about. I can't quite tell you about just yet. Right. I'm not trying to be that tease like, ah, 
but there are some new fun things coming that I'm in creation mode, but that is like giving birth. And you're kind of like, whoa, matched with just, you know, releasing some of the old and part of the humanness that's up. But I just invite you as we have such great tools is use your oils more frequently, drop into the emotions, essential emotions support, right? And those different tools I love, right? Joanna just said tapping. I'm a big fan of tapping as well. And just your own emotional state as you want to, similar like what my friend Trent and I were talking about yesterday, that show will go live on my podcast in a few weeks, but protect your peace. He's been saying that for years, but your own peace, ask yourself this good, insightful question is what helps nourish or your own peace? What are the habits, the rituals, what grounds you, what connects you? But he talks about protect your energy. If you're really overwhelmed, maybe you step away from the news or your social feeds for a bit, right? Spend more time in nature. Yesterday morning, y'all, yesterday morning, I just needed a little bit of joyless time before my first quote work thing started at 1030 and got up and went on my, you know, did my morning ritual, read and prayer and went on this walk. And then I went to the store and I'm like, I'm baking this morning, right? Baking is grounding for me and it's joyful, And I happened to get to the store and I'd already bought a few pumpkins earlier in the season, but y'all, I filled up if we're, if we're Instagram friends, you've seen this in my stories, if not, it's still there, but it was like how it started and how it ended is like, they had a great selection. (laughs) I left Andy with an entire cart full of pumpkins. Do you want to see this? Let's bring it. (laughs) guys like I just kind of went nuts but it was all it was like a mental health investment right here's how it started these huge (laughs) pumpkins and then this is how it ended when we were like leaving the store look at oh my gosh (laughs) I have an entire pumpkin patch in a cart (laughs) and then now they're on the but it was just part of my own like hey I'm just going to listen to something nourishing. I was baking in some fresh cornbread for some chili last night and arranging pumpkins. And it was like, it literally felt like a mental health, you know, section. I call that my joy list too at times, but it really was that. But I mean, like, look how cute all those pumpkins are. Look at that. You know, (laughs) a whole pumpkin patch. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So good. So anyway, do the things though, that bring you joy. And that also deeper, I think that ground you prayer, your meditation, tapping your oils, move your body, right? A lot of you, you might have a lot of energy that's just being, it's in your literal cellular system. And it's like, go for a walk, move your body, stretch your hips, do some yoga, do the things, right? Is because It doesn't mean we're not checked into the suffering of the world. It just means, hey, I want to bring more light and love to the world. I need to protect my own energy. I need to protect myself and drop into, you know, the experience of being mindful of that. Because then we can bring and hold space like you guys hosting that, you know, Zoom and creating connection with people literally, you know, living in that space. So true. Yeah. So powerful. Oh, yeah. A gift. Yes, loves. The gift of life. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. Sending love to all of you, all the things that you're working on, all the things you're navigating emotionally or what's up for your kiddos or life. I mean, sometimes I'll say this, I'll be like, peopling is really hard sometimes. Or I'm like, I just can't people anymore today. As much as I love those people, right? Some of them are your very favorites, but you're like, woof, I just need a minute. Amen. Yeah. So good. Well, should we jump to some coaching? I think we should. All right, go ahead and raise your hand. Um, and we are here to serve you. Um, whether it's uh, mindset or goals or pumpkin recipes, um, we're here for you. We've got you covered. Yes, we're here for all of it. I think we've talked about this in the past, but don't you think we're ready for doTERRA to come out with a pumpkin oil? I mean, I think we can. So Although actual <laughs> scent of pumpkin, I'm not sure. I know, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. There we go. All about the pumpkin spice. I mean, literally yesterday I've been diffusing harvest spice with some orange. I like to put a little orange or vanilla in that as well. <laughs> right. Is so good is harvest spice with some, you know, or again, your clove or your cinnamon oils. I mean, you can all just bounce right to holiday joy too, if you want to. I mean, I don't want to have people at me or get after me of like, we're suggesting Christmas before Halloween, but I am just saying. I may have put that on our girlfriend's thread that your wife and I are part of last night. I may have said, oh, yeah. so if someone was to suggest matching pajamas, because <laughs> we've done this before, matching holiday pajamas before <laughs> Halloween, would that he or she be shunned from the group? You know, <laughs> I get it. But if some of you, I'm not listening to Christmas music <laughs> yet, I will say that. But if you're like, hey, I'm going to diffuse holiday joy or holiday peace already, yeah. listen, go for it. Well, here's where I stand with that. I mean, Christmas on December 25th was a totally arbitrary date, right? It's not even the, the historical birthday of the Savior. So, like, if the, if the world can choose Christmas date, like, why can't we? Just saying. I mean... The point is, you do you and what makes you yep. happy. Uh, I love it. <clears throat> yeah. Some years I may, you know, I'm, I hold out for Christmas music till Thanksgiving weekend. And some years I catch a tuner of it or two and I'm like, I'm in. I love it. It's a month or two early. <laughs> it's never know. It's not predictable. So, but let's do talk about more than just Christmas music. What is up for you all and what are you working on? This is a great time to be thinking about already and making plans for holiday sales and holiday gathering. You were telling us last week, I think it was last week, there's been a lot of life since then, but was it last week we were talking about how November tends to be one of the hottest months for doTERRA sales? Yep. Historically, it is the highest. Would you remind us why that is? Well, so before uh, November... Um, we always had the uh, Frankincense 200 PV special in, in December, which was always the, the peak month of the year. But doTERRA, um, I think, got really um, savvy to the fact that um, we got to change things up. We can't do the same promo um, and expect the same results every year. So um, they started doing these BOGOs in November. 
<clears throat> and helping people spend their holiday money a little sooner um, helps generate really great sales rather than some, some people by December, it's like, whoops, I already shot that whole budget. Mm. So, so uh, strategically it's, it's been really, really successful. So uh, BOGO November is historically off the charts. Mm. I love it. That was so smart. So be thinking about and you might even have, like, I have a girlfriend's gathering in early November, you know, before similar the holidays, but maybe you have a holiday, you know, make and take and open house or displaying the new convention products along with some of the others. And you're diffusing that holiday joy <clears throat> or holiday peace, right? And you're having snacks. It's a great time to gather people and whether yeah. it's intentionally for like a boutique, a make and take, a class, or it's even just social gatherings. There's a lot of ways you guys I'd be, in, of course, inviting you to make sure you're diffusing and you have certain, you know, oils for water and, or, you know, certain recipes where the products, you know, and maybe have your digest end ready to go too. That's always a holiday favorite. Absolutely. Right? You need that holiday companion of digest then. So sure. anyway, good things. Okay. It looks like we have someone that we're going to have some coaching support with. Yes. Camille, you're on. Welcome friend. Good morning. I don't know about anybody else, but pushing that raise your hand button is the scariest thing <laughs> to do, but I'm really grateful um, for your willingness to help me. So my well, issue... you're here, <laughs> Thank you. and I just think we're just friends hanging out so we can just have fun. Yes, I love that. Thank you. So where I'm at right now is I am consuming all the good things like all the good books, love, divine compensation, power of intention, be your future self now, like just bringing it all in. I, I am converted to the truth of the power of our mind. Now I'm starting to understand the power of our vibration, our energy. So when I find myself in a low vibration, I often panic like, oh no, I'm in a low vibration. This is not good. I know what this can do. And, and it's like, I cannot will myself to the higher vibration. And, oh, sorry, I need to turn off this call. Oh, I do not know how to, okay. You're great. Am I still here? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I had to end that call. Sorry, that was my husband. He's on the mountain hunting. So hopefully I can catch him later. But um, I just am wondering, do you have any strategies? I, I feel like I've tried all the things that I know, but I still, it feels like it just has to, it just has to run its course almost. When you say run wow. its course, like when you get in a, more of a negative mindset or negative energy. Yeah. It's almost just like the, just a feeling of hopelessness, um, overwhelm, just all of that sitting there with me I'll try my oils I'll try the meditating things like that and it just isn't working so it's like I just have to wait till the next day <laughs> mm. well one thing I like to see is I one of the things that I teach in the time management section of my course is we talk about seeing your day in four quarters so just like a sports team has, you know, four quarters and they may have had a, a really rough first quarter or first half even, you know, sometimes they rebound and they see it differently. 
And so some of it is the mindset around that, but also it's like giving yourself permission, not being, I think sometimes when people become really aware about the power of their thoughts, how influential they are, it's also then they can become really like, ah, I don't want to think a negative one. Ah, there's a negative one. Ah, and they get really nervous Mm -hmm. versus the more seeing your thoughts like clouds and they just pass by. Right. And sometimes again, we link onto a thought, we really think it, but you're feeling what you're thinking. So the bigger dynamics, when you have the emotion, isn't the, is the emotion is then the thoughts like, see, I'm just not mastering my thoughts. And then you even judge the thoughts and I'm just never going to be enough. And now you feel more depleted and more locked in. And it just kind of creates itself versus seeing your thoughts. You're curious about them. There's a gentleman I learned from years ago, like 10 plus years ago. He has a process called the Sedona method. And one of the things he has like a, I think it's a four-step process. And the first one is often enough for me that dissolves what's up is he invites you to welcome it. So if it's anxiety, anxiousness, overwhelm, stress, because a lot of times our resistance to, or "Ah, I shouldn't think this way. I don't want to feel this way. Let me, uh, versus just welcoming it is actually a way that it dissolves. It is like, okay, so you're feeling a little anxious today. Okay. Feeling a little overwhelmed. Okay. Again, a lot of times the bigger issue is when we, then the thought is like, oh my gosh, I don't want to like a lot of times, how many of you have ever dealt with anxiety? I have at different seasons of my life, various levels, but a lot of times what happens with anxiety is you become anxious about the anxiety. And you think, oh, what if I'm anxious in that environment? What if I'm anxious raising my hand on share success? You know, like what if anxiousness, anxiousness, and it's like, okay, it's more so is that it's like, it'll be okay. You know, I'll handle it. That particularly, I love, there's a book by Susan Jeffers where she says, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's her title of a book. She says for underneath all fear at some levels, like, what if I can't handle it? You'll handle it. You've always handled it. But being more gentle with yourself is as the feelings come up, but just catching your thoughts. And you might even have a few declared thoughts, Camille, that you write down and post somewhere that's like, I get to be a work in progress. I offer grace to myself. I'm learning. I'm expanding. I'm progressing. And then I love some of the work that's out there. All right. What's a better feeling thought? What would I rather choose to believe? Even if you're in the thick of some negative feelings, it's like, I choose to believe you know what? God has my back. Universe has my back. Life's working in my favor. Right? It's the power of just, I think a a lot of it is, again, sometimes when we become really aware, right? About, ooh, our thoughts are powerful. I'm creating my reality. I need to change my thoughts. And then we become hyper aware of every thought we think. Yep, that's what's going on. Thank yeah. you so much. I love You're welcome. These. Now, one yes, of the ways that I help quote, um, set myself up to win, or I prime the pump or whatever you want to say is kind of like, you know, pregame is that I'm very intentional to start my day with prayer, with Jesus, with reading, listening to, I don't let the world in first. I have a tight boundary on my technology very tight boundary on what gets in my energetic or my mind space first thing in the day. 
It doesn't mean I can't recover at 1 p.m. or 4 p.m. or, you know, I've been had an off. Doesn't mean I can't recover from a bad first quarter. I just know that my odds of having or setting myself up to win is having very tight boundaries with what's in your mind and energetic space first thing in the morning. And some of you are starting your day and it's okay. I've done it too. But some of you are laying in bed in your pajamas or whatever you choose to sleep in. And you are scrolling your phone, looking at text, looking at email. You are inviting, imagine if like you see five texts and you see 13 email and then you look at the gram and there's 25 accounts just between scrolling fast or, and then Facebook, you know, check that. Imagine for many of you, you have 50 people joining you in your bedroom before you've even gotten out of bed for the day. That's a lot of energy to invite into your life and everyone's got their own energy. And it doesn't mean like, Say, for instance, like, say, Instagram, I follow a lot of inspiring people there. And so it is often a treasure trove of, like, inspiration, good thought leadership, stuff like that, because I'm pretty much following a lot of that. However, I still, you don't know, and absorbing other people's energy. And so I love to say, you know, it's like, meet with yourself before you meet with the world. And I remember hearing a pastor years ago say, meet with God before you meet with the world. And so, yes, Esther saying 50 people in my bedroom sounds crowded. Exactly. Right. But we don't think of it that way because they're on our technology, but it's an energy every time, even the millisecond to look at an email and decide if you're going to open it or not, or look at an account that's scrolling by, if you're going to engage or not, you are absorbing that energy. Your mind is taking enough data in and enough impression to say, do I stop and read this or do I scroll on by, right? Your brain's powerful. And so I just would invite you. That's one of my go-tos. And again, I'm not saying that for like fear energy or you have to, but just more out of like, set yourself up to win. And I'm going to put myself in the best potential mental state I can first thing in the day. Therefore, I have very tight boundaries about what I look at, consume, or let myself focus on first thing in the day. I'm right for me into prayer and reading of, you know, for me, spiritual and if that's meditation, if it's insight timer, if it's gratitude journaling, if it's going for a walk or a run, I'm just very intentional about my morning. And that's not to say I won't still have things come up in the day or even in my morning. But again, remember you're feeling what you're thinking. So sometimes if I start to feel overwhelmed, I'll go, wait a minute, what was I just thinking? And it was some thought like, gosh, I'm behind or Look how much laundry spilling over because the laundry beast is never fully tamed, right? It's just like, ah, you know, or this or that, or what about this? Or gosh, I just, you know, you just never know what is going to be in your realm. And so we want to just be really aware of that. So Andy, what do you want to add to this? This is a really great Mm -hmm. conversation because sometimes, again, like you read the Joe Dispenza, which you and I both love his work. You know, you read James Allen, As a Man Thinketh, you drop into Esther and Jerry Hicks or Abraham Hicks or wherever sources, and you become really aware, like my thoughts are really powerful. Mm-hmm. And then you can feel, you know, again, the weight of that. Yeah, I love everything you've shared, like the the power of, of the thought is so real. And um, giving yourself permission to to learn and and just kind of roll around in this new tool that you have which is the power of your mind 
Um, just like when your child is, is learning how to walk, if, if they fall down their first try, you don't, you know, you don't laugh at them and say, you idiot, you thought you could actually walk. Like, what were you thinking? You know, like, who are you to, to become a, a, a walker? You're only a year and a half old, right? Like, of course not. We just, we give so much grace and, and we get to do the same thing with, with our thoughts and our mind and, and our, and our, and our emotions that come from the thoughts. So I just love what, what Tiffany has invited us over and over to do, which is when an, you know, an unwelcome thought shows up and which it sounds like for you might be, um, anxiety, um, overwhelm, um, when that thought shows up, um, sit down and have a cup of tea with it, you know, like just strike up a conversation and ask, what do you, oh, it looks like it's you again, you know, old friend. What, what what message you got for me today? So instead of stuffing, instead of running, instead of, you know, the fight or flight um, reflex, which is, I think, pretty natural, um, we just sit down and have a, have a chat with it. Um, some tools that I've loved whenever I have a limiting thought come up for me um, is Byron Katie's work. Mm. Um, so if, if I'm feeling um, stress in my stomach, um, first I, I get still enough to ask myself, okay, what's the core belief? What's the belief that's causing this feeling? <clears throat> and if it's overwhelmed, it's probably, um, there's too much to do. You know, I, I, I can't do it all. Um, I'll, I'll never get on top of the laundry, the, the dishes, the, you know, the, the work, you know, I, I can't reach out to all of my doTERRA team, my customers. I can't, can't find the builders that I, that I need. So just get still enough to find out what, you know, what's the thought responsible for this, this feeling, and then just go through her four questions. And the four questions are, is it true? So I can't do it all. Is it true? Yes, I can't do it all. Uh, second question, can I absolutely know that it's true? I can't do it all. Can I absolutely know that that's true? Well, it, it could be yes, right? Whatever that, uh, whatever your choice is, but it has to be a yes or no um, answer. It can't be like a paragraph explanation, right? And then the third question, how do I show up when I believe that thought? Who, who am I? Like, how do I react? What, if I'm just a, a, a spy looking through the, the window, what do I see when I'm believing that thought? What would somebody else see? And, um, and it's really interesting to think, like to just remove yourself from the thought and start to just pull the thought out and just kind of take a look at it and rumble with it and, and just look at it from all different dimensions. Um, and then the fourth, fourth question is, who would you be without the thought? So I can't do it all. Who would, I, who would I be without that thought? Well, I'd have a lot more mental space, right? I'd be a lot more free with my time and my energy uh, to, to be in creation instead of, of panic or judgment. So who would I be without the thought is the fourth question. And then she also has some great um, tools for turning the thought around, right? That's the next step after asking the four questions is, is turning the thought around. So um, I can't do it all. Um, I can do it all um, is, is the opposite version. 
And uh, so the third question was, um, how do I react um, when I'm believing that thought? How do you show up with that thought? So, um, you know, th this is a, an awkward, it can be an awkward uh, process the first few times. Um, and, and people who like to get it, get it right sometimes struggle with this really organic flow of questions. Um, but again, if you give yourself grace, I found this to be a really, really powerful tool for just questioning your thoughts. You know, she calls it inquiry. So when you're having, I, I believe that negative thoughts are like a virus. Um, and the reason we're getting a negative emotion is so that we can have the self-awareness to go in and root out that thought, just like a virus. And so um, it's a choice though, right? Just like you're, you're noticing, it's, it's a conscious choice. Am I gonna um, stuff this emotion? Am I gonna um, ignore it? Um, you know, just try to muscle my way through it. Um, th those are options. Um, or am I gonna take a minute and have that conversation, have that cup of tea with, with that negative emotion? So those are a couple of, of tools that have been really useful and powerful for me. How's that landing for you? That's amazing. Thank, and I've you've taught that before. So thank you for reminding me. And I'm also sitting here thinking, I have got to sit down and teach this to my kids too, because we just kind of feed off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how um, negativity has the same attraction as positivity, right? And so um, the spiral can go up or down. <laughs> and so the, the more we can be the, the turning point, right? The, the linchpin that turns that around, um, the better things can go in, in whatever group. It could be a, a doTERRA team. I, I watch some Facebook groups that are inclined towards negativity and they're doTERRA leaders, right? They're inclined towards negativity and it is just a cesspool of negativity. And I've never seen it turn around. Like it just becomes that and remains that. And I'm like, wow, like, is that really what you guys want? Like, it, it, is anybody looking for more negativity in their life? Because I'm not. Um, so thank you for posting the link, Esther. Um, Thework.com is where you can get the, mm -hmm. um, the download of Byron Katie's worksheets. You can watch her doing, there's video after video of her doing the work. Um, I think she has a podcast too. Anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, loving what is another great um, uh, volume of her doing that work. So great, mm -hmm. uh, great awareness and um, and and way to be brave and raise your hand, Camille. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's the first step, right? Mm -hmm. So thank proud you so of you. much for your help. <laughs> this thank is so you. valuable for all of us because we're all in a human experience and we all navigate this no matter where we are at various levels, right? We have different tools. So we're just coming home to some truths. Another thing that I love is the statement that feelings are not facts. They're feedback. But just like I don't freak out if I see a cloud in the sky, it's just there existing. Even if the cloud is gray and dark, it's giving me feedback like, oh, there's probably maybe some rain coming. Okay, you know, potentially, right? It's like, no matter what, I don't, have a total, ah, if I see clouds in the sky. And so you have feelings, you have thoughts, those thoughts produce feelings. The thing that I think matters, why I like the 
Feelings aren't facts. Again, that's a cute statement because there's an alliteration in there. But it really is true that, that feelings are not truth necessarily. They're experiences. You can feel them. You feel insecure. You feel self-doubt. You feel overwhelmed. You feel anxiousness. You feel, and I'm just rattling off some of the ones that are not our maybe quote favorites to feel, but they're just part of the whole like, you know, spectrum of feelings we get to feel. But feelings and truth aren't the same thing necessarily. They can be, but it's just being able to discern that and know that because the truth of the matter is you are a vibrant, glorious queen of a woman. You're a woman on serious purpose. You're raising children. You're influencing others with great products. And, you know, it's like all the things, I don't know you individually, but all the things just from our little sharing that I do know about you is like, guess what? You're a powerful creator. Every single one of you. I want you to write that down. Big, bold. I am a powerful creator. I am a man or a woman on a mission. I have great purpose on my life. How do I know that? Because you're alive. You have work to do. And it's like, what is true is that who you are and whose you are. It's just like, you're a powerful woman, a, a being a woman of light, goodness. You know, I often say I'm God's girl. And that, you know, whether you say God or universe, but like, it's just like, man, and I have great purpose on my life. Now, I don't always feel that way. But feelings aren't necessarily about truth. And so it really matters because where we get that the feelings aren't the problem. It's that when we make them mean something about who we are or our identity or our potential versus like, I know whose I am. And I, I get to practice remembering that again and again, too. And so all of you deal with feelings of insecurity, self-doubt. Um, overwhelm, anxiousness, judgment of yourself or others. You're all dealing with, there's a whole lot going on in this whole real estate between our ears, right? Which is what you're saying is I'm becoming more aware of it. I want to be more intentional Then yes, be more intentional. What do you choose to believe about life, about yourself? I choose to believe that life is working in my favor, right? There's a Bible verse that says all things are working together for your good. And I choose to believe that I can't always feel that way. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hard and this hurts. And sometimes there's big things where it's like, oh, but it's just the, the truth. Like again, truth, feelings aren't facts or meaning feelings aren't necessarily your truth. They're indicators, they're teachers, just like a gray cloud is an indicator of potentially rain is coming. But even rain is, I mean, there's times where we're begging for rain and there's times we're cursing the rain. Again, a perspective. Mm -hmm. And your perspective is like, again, so if you're going to have different feelings, okay, welcome feelings. Oh, I'm feeling a little anxious today. Okay. Anything you want me to know about that? I've got you, sweetheart. You know, some of you know, I model this question again and again, which is what do you need, sweetheart? That's one of my emotional tools in the toolbox. It's a tune-in question and it's a self-soothing question. What do you need, sweetheart? Because often it's like something is up in the in the space or the realm or where my old same wounds. Have y'all noticed there's also, let's identify this. There's no new feelings. 
right? Like there's no new ones. So I've said this before, my eighth grade self, I'm in my forties, but sometimes my eighth grade self, now I am wearing braces like my eighth grade self, but only for like another month, you guys, I go to the orthodontist today and I've told him, I'm like, look, pal, November is our, we are done. So (laughs) these are coming off in about a month, but my eighth grade self, who's highly insecure, am I wearing the right thing? How do I look? How do I sound? Am I included with this event? And you know, oh, I feel left out. I, I feel insecure. I have these different feelings. Sometimes they're still up for me in my forties. They're not new. So every time we go, oh my gosh, I'm just having this off day and I can't get out of this mood. That's not nude. New for you, you know, and for all of us, it's like, oh, okay. And we just practice. And the more that we are lighthearted instead, I think if you can choose into like a foundational energy or belief that like, we're curious, like Andy said, you know, you have a conversation with that and then you go, oh, okay. So my anxiety's here. Like sometimes when I'm backstage, right. Ready to, you know, get on and speak to an audience and what's happening is like the bells and whistles are going off. Like, I want to get out of here. What are we doing? Why do you do this to your, why do we, we're going to get out. I don't want to, what? We're going to get out and put ourselves out there again on a stage in front of people to be judged with all the talk and say, uh-huh, it's okay, sweetheart. I know. What do you, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's say our prayer. Use me, God, use me. Let's put balance oil on my feet and on the back of my neck like I always do, right? Okay, let's show up and let's add value and just have so much fun. Let's be a blessing to this audience today. And I have my pregame quote rituals. That's why I was saying my morning ritual is so important to me. I have certain anchor points that help me when I'm aware, like I'm not caught off guard now when I'm backstage and my anxiety starts flaring, like, oh my gosh, anxiety's here. It's like, okay, friend, I know you're okay. What? All right, let's do the things. And the less it's not this, oh my gosh, I'm in a bad mood today, or I'm, I'm triggered today, or I'm feeling insecure, or this thing is up. It's like, these aren't new guys. And the more that we're like, oh yeah, this, yeah. So what are your tools? And even if your tools are, okay, I'm going to buy an entire cart full of pumpkins because that makes me happy, (laughs) you know, it's like, hey, I needed a little extra self-care yesterday. We've the previous 48 hours, a lot was going on and life and and a lot of it's good stuff, but it's stretching me and I'm feeling vulnerable and feeling like, oof. And so it's like, okay, various tools. So Anyway, yes, Maria says, I love that we're normalizing this. So it's not alarming. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel insecure. I'm going to have to stay home then. No, my eighth grade self, right? You're like, it's okay. What do you need? Oh, okay, let's go. And that's very empowering versus like, there's no new feelings, friends. And certain environments, you know, are going to provoke certain emotions every time. Like for me, I'm going to most likely on a big stage, big audience, I'm going to have some nerves come up, but instead of being like, whoa, I still don't love how those feel in the body. They're just, but you can also say they're physical sensations, you know, and then I have tools that help me navigate that physical and emotional, but it's just powerful for you to think about it in a way of like, okay, I feel overwhelmed. I feel anxious. I feel less than, I feel like I'm not doing enough as a mom. Have you ever felt that feeling? More than once. (laughs) Oh, familiar. (laughs) Yeah. And you go, oh yeah. Instead of it being like it face plants you, it's like, yeah. Okay. And what I choose to believe is this and this, and I come back to this belief and this prayer or this 
oil to help me, you know, your different tools that help bring you back to what feels more like alignment and truth and light. So anyway, thank you for sharing, because again, this is such a rich, deep question of we all are navigating this as humans. Thank you. Mm, yeah. Thanks again for your courage to raise your hand, Camille. Yeah. Maybe next, and do we just repattern that? It's like, oh, what fun. I'm raising my hand today. Oh, what fun. Oh, what fun. <laughs> this is joyful. I love it. Okay. Um, so I believe Christine is raising her hand. So if you want to unmute yourself, Christine. Um, and while she's coming on, oh, there she is. Hi, Chris. Whoops. <laughs> Aw, hi, sweetheart. Hi. Oh, oops, I can't see you, but I do have a question. Years ago, about three years ago, you had Richard Paul Evans on a, a Zoom to talk about his new Christmas book. Do you remember that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Uh-huh. And he he I if I recall right, he was talking about when he was working with emotions with his wife. Do you remember that? Yep. Do you remember when that was? And the book was, I think, The Christmas Memories. Yeah, so he was talking about, so Richard Paul Evans is a very popular Christmas novelist, right? He has a holiday novel usually every year. He's been on the New York Times bestselling list many times. It's his publisher actually, or his PR agent just reached out and said, hey, can we send you his newest book? He has a book coming out called My Son Lives in a Tree, apparently. So that book's on its way. I think it's a cute child children's like self-esteem book. But what I do remember what you're talking about. And that would probably be two or three years ago. He was a member of the Gratitude series. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we talked, we had him as a featured guest for that, which is coming back. You guys, this November, it's not quite ready for you to register just yet. That will go out this week. So we'll send that to you. If you're on my email list, um, or social, you'll see that be shared here in the next five to six days or so. Anyway, with Richard sessions, those, I think you can find two of them. We put on my pot, my podcast, Christine, so you can go and scroll back through the podcast which is on iTunes or Spotify. And again, I think it was in 21 and 2020 that he was part of that. Well, and then he talked about the Christmas uh, charity that he does, the Christmas mm -hmm. box. And he talked about his emotions of, he would come home from work and his wife, I mean, from book signing and he was very popular and getting all these kudos and how he worked on his marriage. And that was just so beautiful. Mm. It's all about mindset. Mm -hmm. So that, that particular show, he had a blog post go viral that Christine's talking about. And he was talking very openly where when his marriage for a while was in a really challenged spot. And he's like, I just can't stand my wife, right? Can't stand her. I mean, he's very open and direct about it and how he changed his marriage. Because to Christine's point, you know, he's this popular best-selling author. He'd be out crowds, shaking hands. Everyone loves him, wants his autograph. And he'd come home and his wife was just like, yeah, I'm not impressed with you. 
right? And yeah, I'm, you haven't taken the garbage out or she was, they just weren't connected, right? They weren't feeling seen and valued by each other. So I'm sure you could go Google him on the internet, any of you and say Richard Paul Evans, you know, um, wife, spouse, you know, blogs. And I'm sure if you just start Googling it, you'll be able to find the article or the blog post that went viral years ago. But he basically talked about how part of his quote prayer and introspective life, because he just was miserably married. Right. And that's can be very common if we're not intentional, right. You're sometimes we look at marriage or relationships of any kind as we can kind of just become casual there or see them as an obligation versus a privilege. Right. And he started praying and had this impression to ask his wife every day, how can I best help you today or serve you today? And he didn't really want to, his prideful self was like, yeah, no, thanks. But his spirit self. So he started asking his wife that question every day. And at first, because there was, there was so much ice between them. She was like, what, what, why? No, you know, and he just consistently. And so she started saying, well, you could do this or you could do that. And he would kindly, lovingly, even gritting his teeth, sometimes do the things she'd asked for. And at one point he asked her this one day and she just, her eyes welled up in tears and she started to cry and just said, you know, why are you being so kind to me? And why are you this and that I should be asking you this. And it really, he influenced the shift of a marriage that was on the track to divorce, you know, because they just were in such a tough spot of how to shift his marriage. And, you know, again, asking your spouse, you know, how can I best serve you today? How can I best show up for you today? And I really love, thank you for reminding us of this, Christine, because, and even some of you, you know, like Christine, your spouse has, he's sweet Wayne has got his angel wings and passed on, but in any relationship, right? If we're saying, how can I best serve you today? Or I want to show up that kind of a mindset loves in any relationship and your life overall is a palpable one to create meaning and connection is how can I best serve you? Or even sometimes again, we'll pray the prayer, right? Like who can I serve today and help me be a blessing today. It's one of the most powerful ways. I think back to Camille's share that we can shift our own mood is I'm going to focus on Andy. How can I help your life be better today? Or Christine or Brett or, you know, Kelly or Natalie or, you know, client or friend or whoever it's like, I want to be about, I want to add value and be a blessing and help someone else. That's a, a powerful way to also not feel so alone too, or feel so stuck in our own stuff. So anyway, yep. You can find him on the podcast or go Google him. He has a lot of great articles and books, and he's just a great gem of a human. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anything else okay. Andy, that we want to address? I did see that Ashley had a comment and a question yeah. about she responding to what we were talking about. Yeah. Her question is, can you share why the anxiety comes back again and again, 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 it, um, even if you keep shifting your um, thoughts to change the heal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can I just share? Cause I just had this memory pop in. So two weeks ago, I was in Laguna Beach at uh, a gathering, an association I'm part of with, that Jack Canfield started years ago for transformational support and work. And we meet and have great speakers and so forth. So I was there just recently and I saw and ran into a gentleman I worked with in 2016. His name's Dawa Phillips. He runs the Santa Barbara Buddhist Center and he's just a beautiful human, 
doing great work in the world. And he was my like life coach in 2016. And he's just this very calm, grounded soul. And I remember about eight months into us working together in that year, I got on a call and I was really like hot. And I don't mean hot, like attractive. And I don't mean hot, like temperature. I mean, like emotionally hot, like running hot. You know what I mean? Like, and I was bugged, bothered, upset. And I was bothered because similar to what Ashley was asking, I said, Dawa, here's the deal. I'm so bothered. I've been feeling so much anxiety lately. I also had a massive several hundred person event coming up within a few weeks. And a lot of stuff is up when you're producing events, right, Andy? (laughs) So I get on this call with Dawa and I was like, and here's why I'm really bugged. I'm bugged that I have the anxiety still showing up. Because like Ashley's question, I've done all this healing work. You know, I've done all these coaching programs and spiritual work, and I know there's nothing to fear. Why do I keep having anxiety? And he just lightly chuckled. Again, he's originally from India and he has this beautiful voice and he's grounded and just this human that's like, he holds all this space and he just lightly chuckled like, oh, that's nice, Tiff. You know, and he just said, we practice love over fear. We practice trust over fear, but we're in practice. And so I'm with you, Ash, because I similarly was like, wait, why do I ever feel anxious if I've had the spiritual revelation, you know, my, where I feel like I've been told, I mean, how many times does the Holy scripture talk about no need to fear? Hundreds of times do not fear. Oh, you know, oh, you have little faith, you know, what are you fearing? There's nothing to fear. I have you no fear, but we practice, we practice. And to me, again, simply like seeing the thought, the clouds is like, well, what if again and again and again, again, that's an anxious ask is why do we keep having this anxiousness if we've already, it's like, because we're human and clouds return or the weeds. I like to say the weeds return. You know, I have a little garden in my backyard. Guess what? Those weeds without any effort and intention on my part show back up. Just like my eighth grade self, she shows up regularly. The insecurity or or, you know, again, the self-doubt or the things, I mean, we can practice these tools, but just, I remember, and I just, when I just saw him recently and having you say that question, Andy, it was like, yeah, we practice love over fear or we practice trust over anxiety, but it, we're, we're humans. You know what? It's like, and if, and here's the truth. <clears throat> I was listening to a Michael Singer video over the last week somewhere. And he was saying how a lot of times where we're quote frustrated is when things aren't aligned with our preferences, you know? And he just set this thought process. He said, if you truly had no challenges and every time you wanted something and it just showed up instantly, the exact way you wanted it, we would all be very like, we're not growing. There's no challenges. There's nothing to learn. We're just like, oh, okay. And so why the, why is the booby prize as Jack Canfield would say, why do we still have, well, it shows up, you know, and again, we practice in certain tools. Now there are certain scenarios and situations where, because my new muscle muscle memory, where I've practiced new thinking I've practiced certain tools, there are certain things that don't snag me in the same way. You will make progress. You absolutely, you won't be as intimidated or nervous to speak up on a call or put yourself out there or share whatever. It's just really, really powerful for you to be aware of like, okay, we practice. 
And for me, again, it takes all this energy away from it being fearful. It's like, oh, well, why do the weeds return? Again, I'm not nervous when a new cloud's in the sky and I don't freak out when a weed's in my, you know, garden box. I may not be like, oh, okay, I need to make time to weed those, but like the weeds return and we weed them and then we plant what we do want to see. I do think that matters is focusing on what do you want to experience more of and you're intentional about thoughts and visualizations and visioning work of what you do want and where you are going and that you spend intentional time living in that zip code in your mind, right? Is where am I going? What am I fostering, creating, cultivating, planting, nourishing in myself, in my world, in my money, in my you know business, in my marriage, in my life? Like, oh, I want to be intentional. Okay. So anyway, I love that we're working on this. Such a good question. And I love the the weed analogy. It's like, yeah, no matter if I I could be the most OCD person and get out there and just get every seedling of a weed that there is, but I can't walk inside and say, well, that's it. I'm done weeding for life. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Check that off the list of friends. It's like laundry, you know, like it's, it's never, it's just, it's just daily managing the managing the negative thoughts yeah just practice so anyway such a joy to be with all of you this week i'm so excited if we're not currently connected on social find me there instagram is tiff peterson or or facebook same thing or drop over to tiffanyspeaks.com and opt in to one of the freebies there it will put you on my email list and that way you can be the first to know and get connected to the gratitude series that I host. It's my 12th annual year. You believe that Andy 12 years we've been doing this thing. And it's just an incredible experience to get anchored, get build up, be in a positive community. You can already join the Facebook group. Gratitude series is live and active all year round, and it will start becoming much more active with the gratitude series. So you can get connected there as well, but We'll be rolling that out here within the next couple of days. And that kicks off on Wednesday, November 1st, which we'll also be meeting here that Wednesday morning. I love when the first day of the month starts on one of our Wednesdays and start our month with very much intentional. Sure love all of you, sending you love and belief. Remember, you are powerful creators. You are sons and daughters of the divine in my belief. And whether you use different language to that, the truth is that You are a literal divine being and you are powerful and you have, whether again, prayer, angels, how you connect to that language, but you are literally, I believe, adored, loved, cherished, known. And sometimes we just need to quiet the noise and come back to our spiritual roots, right? Foundationally too. So Andy, always a joy to be with you. Thanks for leading us out today and I'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for sharing your light, friend. And thanks all for joining us. See you next week.